Biblical answers for busy people. You ask, we answer, thoughtfully but concisely. This is Hey Real Quick, a podcast of Green Level Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new and improved Hey Real Quick podcast with Pastor David. Before we dive into this week's question, let me introduce myself. My name is Mason Tilly. I just graduated from Apex High School and will soon begin my freshman year at UNC Chapel Hill, where I am double majoring in business administration and political science. I am super excited to join the Hey Real Quick podcast. Each episode, I will ask your questions. So, If you have a question you would like to be answered in a future episode of the podcast, please go to our podcast webpage, greenlevel.com slash real quick, to submit your questions. Over the next few episodes, we're going to look more closely at the Bible. Specifically, we're going to explore questions such as, what are the books of the Bible? How were they chosen? Who chose them? Why were those chosen? What about other books, like the Apocrypha? Why do some Bibles include them and others not? What about other gospel books, like the Gospel of Thomas? What about additional books, like the Book of Mormon? Aren't we using translations? Why are there so many English translations? Are certain translations better than other translations? Okay, that's a lot of questions. Should be loads of fun hearing Pastor David try to tackle these. Pastor David, where do you want to start? Before I dive in, let me first say welcome to you. Listeners, I have known Mason since he was in middle school and have watched him grow into an outstanding young man. I am excited for Mason to head off to my alma mater and know he is going to be a huge addition to this podcast and add a lot to each episode. Mason, it is great to have you. So yeah, there's a lot there. So many directions we could go, so many good questions to answer, And obviously, there is no way for me to answer these questions in just one episode. Thus, through the end of August, we are going to focus our episodes on questions related to the Bible. We may come back to questions about the Bible after August, but we are going to take the next few months to address questions specifically related to this central topic. And, as Mason said in his intro, he is going to ask your questions. We want you, our listeners, to steer this ship. So, make sure you visit greenlevel.com backslash real quick and let us know which questions you want me to address in our upcoming episodes. All right. Let's dive into today's episode. In today's episode, I want to lay out why these questions are important and whet your appetite for upcoming episodes. Though possibly not the best place to start our conversation, let's go back to the Protestant Reformation, which began in 1517 in Wittenberg, Germany. There, on October 31st, a German monk named Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church. Luther's hope was likely to start an academic discussion on his theses, which were more academic than accusatory. Nevertheless, 
This event has come to be regarded widely as the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. Of particular note were two of Luther's theses. One, that salvation comes by God's grace through faith and not by human achievement. Second, that the Bible and not the church is the central and sole authority for matters of faith and practice. Now, Luther was certainly not the only reformer, but these two theses certainly foreshadowed the coming Reformation. Today, we summarize the teaching of the reformers as, quote, the five solas. Each sola references a core tenet of the Reformation, which was, to some degree, stated in order to correct the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. These five were, sola fide, faith alone, Sola gratia, grace alone, solus Christus, or solo Christo, Christ alone, soli Deo gloria, to the glory of God alone, and sola scriptura, scripture alone. Thus Christians, especially Protestants, often take great pride in being people of the book. In fact, I have been told that this is one of the first things Muslim children learn about Christians, namely that we are a quote, people of the book. The Baptist Faith and Message 2000, to which our church ascribes, begins with a statement about the Bible. Listen to what it says. The Holy Bible was written by men, divinely inspired, and is God's revelation of himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world the true center of Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and religious opinions should be tried. All scripture is a testimony to Christ who is himself the focus of divine revelation. The fundamental importance of Scripture is further highlighted by Baptist theologian David Dockery in the revised edition of A Theology for the Church. Dockery writes, In Christianity, the Bible is of crucial importance, for through the Bible, the Spirit witnesses to individuals about God's grace and the need for a response of faith. In the Bible, we learn of God's redemption of sinners through Christ Jesus. Our response of faith to God's words and acts recorded and interpreted by the prophets and the apostles calls for us to embrace with humble teachableness without finding fault whatever is taught in Holy Scripture. Now, quick pause. I did not even know that teachableness was a word. Let's keep going. This view of Scripture rests on the foundational principle that as we read in the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, the Bible is, quote, God's revelation of himself to man. Dockery continues, quote, It is not enough to say that God has revealed himself only in words or only in acts. We must say that his revelation has come to us in both words and acts and has been divinely interpreted through the writings of Holy Scripture for us. In short, in the words of the Bible, we hear not primarily the voice of humans, but rather the sufficient voice of God. 
as theologian Kevin Van Hooser writes in his book, The Drama of Doctrine, to say that the Bible is inspired is therefore to acknowledge its divine authorship, the communicative agency of the triune God. Van Hooser continues, the ultimate authority for Christian theology is the triune God speak acting in the scriptures. Thus, in short, the Bible is God's word and therefore it is, as Van Hooser notes, quote, the ultimate authority for Christian theology. Now, for anyone familiar with Van Hooser, that is not an abstract statement. For Van Hooser, theology is practical. In a more recent work, Hearers and Doers, Van Hooser writes, quote, theology teaches how to live the good life in light of the good news to the glory of the God alone who is good. The crucial point is that theology is an eminently practical affair, more living with than writing about God. This central conviction about the preeminence of the Bible is reflected practically in some of the songs that I learned as a child, which maybe you learned as well. Take, for example, Jesus Loves Me. Sing it with me, or say it with me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for, and what does it say? How do you and I know that Jesus loves us? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. What about the song, B-I-B-L-E? The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I stand alone, sola scriptura. Now, the Bible itself self-attests that it is God's word. Of the many places, take, for example, the Apostle Paul writing about the Old Testament in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Further, in Matthew 22, 31 and 32, Jesus references Exodus 3, 6, asking his contemporaries, have you not read what God said to you? The theologian D.A. Carson points out the importance of this question by Jesus and the two resulting options it leaves us regarding scripture. Carson writes, the resulting alternatives seem to be then that either scripture is nothing more than a fallible witness to such divine verbal revelation or nothing other than the product of such revelation. In the former case, the interpreter must sort out to the best of his or her ability what parts of scripture constitute faithful witness to the God who reveals himself in deeds and words and what parts are unfaithful or unreliable witness and to disclose the grounds on which such decisions are based. In the latter case, the Bible must be understood to be not only a faithful witness to God's gracious self-disclosure in words and deeds, but also the very embodiment of God's verbal revelation to humankind. These alternative visions as to what Scripture is will certainly affect the way we approach Scripture. So Scripture matters, and we must decide how we will approach it. After all, if it truly is, as Carson puts it, God's gracious self-disclosure, his verbal revelation, then it is not just for our information, but also for our formation and our transformation. After all, when tempted in the wilderness, Jesus referenced Deuteronomy 8, 2, and 3 to state that, quote, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Further, before going to the cross, when praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prays, sanctify them. The them is his disciples and those disciples who come in later generations through 
their testimony, us. Jesus prays, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So the Bible matters and how we approach it matters. Yet I know, as Mason highlighted in the intro, that there are a host of questions about the Bible. How it was put together. Who put it together? When did they put it together? How do we know they got it right? How do we know that we get it right when we translate it? In future episodes, I look forward to answering your specific questions about the Bible. Go to greenlevel.com backslash real quick and submit your questions. After all, we are a people of the book. Interesting. I'm already looking forward to the next episode. But that's all for this episode of Hey Real Quick with Pastor David. If you'd like to listen to upcoming episodes, you can do that in two ways. First, subscribe via Apple Podcasts. If you use this method, make sure to give us a good rating so other people can find us and listen to the podcast. Second, you can go out to our podcast page at greenlevel.com slash real quick. There you can listen to past episodes and submit questions for future ones as well. We'll see you next time.